Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A. D. N. It's headphones nailed! What's up guys and welcome back to Headphones Neil Reviews. I'm your host as always, Headphones Neil, bringing you my review of the 90s Batman saga of films. So it's the original two Michael Keaton Batman movies, the Val Kilmer one and the and the uh, George Clooney one. So I kind of wanted to re-watch the films after seeing the trailer for the Flash and get a general idea to see how the films hold up. So from my memory of it, my favorite one of the four was the Val Kilmer one. I liked the performance of Val Kilmer, of um, what's his name as the Riddler. Two-Face was a little bit, uh, Jim Carrey as a Riddler. Two-Face was a little bit too over the top, but I kind of could explain that away as he's fully gone crazy, so it kind of makes sense. Um, the Michael Keaton ones are a close second just because I grew up with those two so I've always had a fond feeling in my heart for them. They were the first ones that I really watched and enjoyed so they were always up there for um, good films. The George Clooney one I was kind of okay about. I didn't really care about the controversy around the suits. Um, overall I thought the acting was decent enough. Um, it was real. it was it felt like I was trying to deal a lot more with, you know, old age and um, moving on and the whole relationship between Alfred and Bruce Wayne and then the continued villains and then um, Alfred's niece in the form of Alicia Silverstone. But um, as far as the overall movie, I never really had a problem with it, like I said. Um, so I never really thought negatively about it, but I never thought positively about it either. Um, it felt like a good continuation of the films, like the flashiness and shininess and all of that. But also, it didn't also really fit in with the theme of the original Batman film. So where the Michael Keaton ones definitely fit well with each other. The Val Kilmer one actually felt like a stepping stone as a iteration between Michael Keaton and George Clooney, where... Um, while Michael Keaton's were more on the darker, grittier side with a little bit of comedy, 
by the time we get into the Riddler and Two-Face and uh, Mr. Freeze, it gets more on the comedy and a lot more on the flashiness. So it was kind of trying to, it felt like it was trying to show that iteration and growth of um, Bruce Wayne and Batman and the um, increase in the gadgets and all of that. But even by the time we get to Batman and Robin, there's less in the form of gadgets um because we even move away from things like the bat wing and all of that there's still the batmobile and the bat cycle and things like that but um for me it just there was nothing really that stood out for batman and robin that made me want to like it so when you're watching the first batman with michael keaton you do have him in the batmobile in the bat wing and all of that with the second one um it's kind of the same, but then you show how the, like things like the security system and the vulnerabilities of that, um, and the ability to now turn his head in that film. With um, Batman Forever, it kind of shows that um, it's kind it's kind of showing that growth as well, but then also that um, it starts to introduce things like the sonar bat suit, which I kind of hope that they would have introduced so sooner than the end of the film in the final sequence but it actually worked well and i also kind of wanted a little bit more even like a point of view shot rather than just the eyes coming down and glowing blue but um overall i can see why they're going with the michael keaton batman because it feels like it f fits in very well with the theme of the um, Ben Affleck Batman as far as the darkness and grittiness and all that. So after watching these films, I kind of hope we do get to see the Christian Bale Batman as well. Um, just because it feels like a good stepping stone between the Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck films as far as the durability, the um, um, ingenuity and all of that of Bruce Wayne and Batman and all of that. To the point where I still want um Val Kilmer to show up in the flash and show the effects of being Batman like we saw in the Dark Knight trilogy with Christian Bale and the knees and the wear and tear that being Batman takes a toll on being on you know a normal human um so we have you know a real world example with Val Kilmer to play into the story like they did with Top Gun Maverick so um, overall, when you're watching the films, like I said, Batman and Robin don't have anything special going for them. But when you're watching the film, if you're a fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, the one-liners are crazy. And it's like a throwback to his films from the early 80s. So things like Terminator and Commando and Predator and all that. So just the what, and even like Running Man. So all the one-liners that you're used to from Arnold Schwarzenegger, you get in Batman and Robin. So he's actually really the highlight of the film. And then... It's even less, the movie shines less in the areas of the Batman and the villain side of it and shines better um, towards the end of the film, um, especially when you, when they're starting to deal with um, Alfred having McGregor's syndrome. I find, I'm going to say part one, but I know it's like our first stage or stage one of McGregor syndrome or whatever that was. But all of that actually played well into the film. And the maturity of Bruce Wayne that he's having trouble with the loss. He knows Alfred really, really well that no matter how hard Alfred tries to hide it, he knows that something's wrong. And he's been doing what he could because he looks up to Alfred as his father. So all of that plays to the movie's credit. Everything else was kind of okay. Bane is actually now in retrospect. I mean, at the time, it was probably not that good of a character either, but... 
I, it never, I mean, I liked it at the time, but now in retrospect for me too, especially when we have the Bane and the Dark Knight series, or in the Dark Knight films, um, the Batman and Robin Bane stands out as not being all that great and just a generic steroided up villain, or even not even a villain, like a henchman basically. So for me, Bane was okay. I didn't really think anything of it. Poison Ivy was fine. Um, it kind of feels like it was dealing with the rise of, you know, it was a good character to have as far as the um, extreme version of the effects of global warming taking care of Earth. But the point is made about having to take care of uh, Mother Nature, the effects of global warming and all of that. So, in general, like I said, Batman Robin, it's an okay film. There's parts that are good, parts that are bad. I'm indifferent to the suits, but... There's very little that, um... Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I don't know, it just felt like it was okay. It was pretty generic, and I mean... I would have even wanted to spend more time with Batman developing the um, a nose filter to uh, ward off the effects of Poison Ivy's um, scent, the perfume or whatever, to make men fall after her and all of that. Whereas they spent a little bit more time on the telescope and the reflective properties and all of that to make it uh, tie it into the ending of the film. So it just felt like an out of whack movie so for me that's why it kind of holds up as an average movie so um in general if i was to grade the films i would probably give um the michael keaton films probably about a b plus to an a minus they're not bad but they're definitely a product of their times especially with the fashion and the hair 
graphic the graphics of it were actually really good i posted a screenshot on social media that my favorite shot from the michael keaton films is still the um bat wing or the, the batman plane going up and creating a silhouette in the sky against the moon of the batman symbol so that i still love that um as far as the val kilmer batman goes it's a solid b it wasn't bad it wasn't great but it holds up for me just because i liked the acting and the progression of the character of the riddler i like the idea of the um sonar batman and the ending of that um the acknowledgement that batman and bruce wayne can coexist in one person because he has to be um and then the batman and robin i give it a c like i said i don't hate it it wasn't great so um, and it's generally watchable, but if you watch it more from the point of view of an aging Batman dealing with the potential loss of Alfred, and then also having to now deal with an additional young person in the film, it kind of works okay. So for me, it's kind of just like a good time Batman film, rather than having any particular um, value to the franchise. So, And it also feels now, in retrospect, that... It became a good franchise overall for me just because you're introducing all these various um, Batman villains. So it's good to see them all on the big screen to the point where it's nice to see even in the Christian Bale Dark Knight trilogy when you have um, Scarecrow and Bane and um, I don't and even um, Joker and Two Face and all of that to the point where they actually did a good grittier take on similar vi villains to the point where i kind of now wanted one more christian bale film so we could have you know it doesn't necessarily have to be poison ivy and mr freeze but have a few more of those villains or even have the riddler in there to um tie out the franchise and kind of mimic what we saw in the 90s but with a more grittier take which is what i feel the gotham show did very well even though it kind of got repetitive it included all those villains. It brought them in, and we were able to see the live, uh, you know, a live-action version of all of those characters in their various forms. See them grow and breathe a little bit, and interact with each other. So that's all there is for this particular review. So if you have any questions, comments, feedback, want to share which Batman film from the '90s was your favorite, you can comment on any of the social media sites that are linked on the website at headphonesneal.reviews. The, webs, um, the website also has links to the subscription link so you can get it on all the various or where to get it on all the various platforms, how to support the show and all of that good stuff. But thanks for tuning into this particular episode and until next time. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.